It's my honor and privilege to present my helpmate. When God called the first wife a help, he used the word azer, which is one of God's names. God is our helper. He is our helper. And so here is help sent to me from God and a blessing to this congregation. Can we show her some love? Welcome to Generations Church. Yeah. You may be seated. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited and thrilled to be able to speak to you today from my heart as a woman to your heart. And the reason why we chose that song for me to walk into is because I am every woman. We're all in this together, ladies. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? So today I'm going to be speaking on our worth from worms to wings. And those of you who know me know that my love for butterflies is huge because of the metamorphic process that we go through. And I'm going to be using that as a metaphor in relationship to not just women but to men as well and how the Lord designed us and butterflies in a very similar fashion. I want you to know that God's end game is for us to arrive at the destination that he's called each one of us to be at. His heart for the butterfly, even though it starts as a tiny little egg, no bigger than a pinhead, grows. It's found on a leaf. And it goes through four stages. The egg, then the larva, which becomes a caterpillar. The pupa, which is the chrysalis. How many of you in your teen years or even later on went to a chrysalis weekend where you experienced the presence of the Lord? It's a Methodist thing. They call it decolores. And it was about renewal and restoration. And then the last thing that the chrysalis produces is a butterfly. And each stage looks completely different and serves a different purpose in the life of the butterfly. And just like us, we were sown beautifully, made wonderfully in our mother's womb, and we were named in our mother's womb. Yes. And the Lord knew distinctly who you would be just take a look at your hands. No one has a thumbprint like you. However, if you have kids, they may have your hands. My daughter has Alan's mother's hands. 
So genetically, things are passed down through the bloodline. And I love how the Lord does that. So from one generation to the next, there is a line and a thread that goes through. And so from being that little pinhead egg (laughs) becomes a caterpillar. And in that stage of being a caterpillar, that caterpillar's job is to eat and eat and eat. And if you've had boys as children, they eat, they eat. And they eat. And, you know, as we grow older, we call, we say, what do we say? Oh, they must be going through a, a growing spurt. Well, the caterpillar also goes through a growing spurt and actually sheds its skin four times at least because it's too big for the last skin it was in. So the whole thing about growing in the Lord is by maturing and becoming all whom God has called us to be. And some of us actually have our growth stinted just due to things that happen in our lives. We're going to be addressing that. But the caterpillar will shed its skin several times, and then it will come to a place where it's called to be in a chrysalis, and it hangs upside down, and it morphs into this shroud that surrounds the caterpillar, And in that is that place of hiding, that place of security, that place of comfort, and yet it's a place of intense stress. And in order for the caterpillar to come out of that as a butterfly, it has to start pushing its wings because now suddenly the caterpillar no longer looks like a caterpillar. It starts becoming a butterfly. And you should know that when the butterfly's wings come out of the chrysalis, They are crushed. They are crushed. So when we originally see the butterfly, sometimes relating to it in our lives, we come through places of brokenness in our life. But the end game is for those wings to be stretched, for those wings to be exercised, and coming to the place where the glory of God can show through your life because you're allowing him to take you through the process, just like a butterfly coming to that place where the Spirit of the Lord will come and pour his soul into your heart. The Spirit of the Lord will come and pour his light and fire into your life and light you on fire. You're like, I don't feel much on fire today, but okay. Really, in my midst of sitting women, and because we're honoring women today, and men as well, but at the end of the day, we all have souls and we all have areas that God wants to work on. But in the midst of who we are with today, we have women who were able to bear children. We have women who were not able to bear children. We have women who had children in the womb and they passed away in the womb. We had parents who had miscarriages and may not have been able to have a child, or they've tried several times and finally have a child, and that is beautiful. We have women in here who have had abortions, and you need to know that every child that's been aborted is still alive and in heaven. Let's clap that out. For the men of those aborted children where you had no choice in the matter because the wife or the the mother took that on her own to take care of that child in that way, We want you to know you will meet your child in heaven. (laughs) 
And we're going to be ministering to the hearts of men and women today because there's brokenness in the house. There's brokenness in our culture. Come on. There is brokenness in our nation. And the Spirit of the Lord wants to come and permeate through each one of us because guess what, guys? We're the ones with the answers. We're the ones with the hope of glory. We're the ones with the light of God shining through us. And when we go out in our space and in our areas of influence, when we go out into that place, it's because of the crushing. It's because of the crushing that I can use you. It's because of the pain that you've been through. Do not dismiss the time of the crushing, for the day is coming when you will be free. <laughs> so out of that crushing comes beauty, beauty for ashes. And the whole example of the butterfly now, we don't see it with its wings crushed. We see it in the yard. We see it in the trees, on flowers. And in fact, a couple of days ago, I'm walking to check the mail, and I see this little caterpillar inching its way across the concrete, like, Is that, a good, is that a good caterpillar? <laughs> this is for this side. Yeah. Go, little caterpillar, go. So I saw this caterpillar, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. And it inched its way into the grass, because that's a, more of a comfort zone than concrete. And I'm like, I wonder what kind of butterfly you will be. I wonder. Well, I want you to know that with all the varieties of butterflies that are out there, just like we are all varieties of humanness, God put a design in each one of us. And when you finally step into that place of whom God has called you to be, and many of you have, many of you are rocking your world right now. Many of you are flowing in the calling that God has for you. And then there's still some of you who are like, mm, not still not still not real sure or you're new in your faith and the Lord is slowly building you up. But at the end of the day, the Spirit of the Lord will come if you will allow him and he will lead and guide you into that place of going from a pinhead egg to a lava caterpillar to a pupa chrysalis and then to an adult. Everybody say adult. adult. I want you to know that as parents, as mothers and fathers, we may have sweet little baby children who are precious, but you are raising adults. You are raising adults. And that's a scary thing. <laughs> but God is so wonderful. Before I go on with my message, I'd like to just share a little bit about my family. Actually, everybody right now, just turn around and say, hey, Zane, what's up? Hey, Zane, what's up? There he is. <laughs> Everyone's going to see you anyway, Zane. We might as well just do it. <laughs> He's like, that's my mom for you. <laughs> How many of you can agree, moms, at times when your children have totally embarrassed you? You're like, no, they did not just. Oh, my gosh. Well, anytime that would happen, I'd be like, payback's coming, bro. <laughs> no, but I do highly honor my children. And as you can see, I'm so thrilled to have our son and daughter with us today. As you know, Summer Joy 
flew in from Atlanta yesterday with her family being willing to let her come and be with her mom. And we just thank you for that. That summer and Paul Okimoto and their two beautiful children, Preston and Bella, in front of their home in Atlanta. Summer, would you stand and just allow them to welcome you here today? Summer Joy was created in, in Africa in the summer, and she was born in the summer in America, and thus her name is Summer Joy. She's our Summer Joy all year long, and we love that. And then we have Zane and his family, and they live in Rockwell. Zane, would you and Jamie please stand? <laughs> Yay. And their beautiful children, Brenlyn and Brea, little tiny Brea, and then our latest grandchild, Bryson, who's a little over a year old now. We're just thrilled for them. And I'm totally surprised that they're here today. I didn't think that they would be making it. We had a great time together last night at church at Upper Room, but I'm very blessed. Thank you for coming. It means a lot. So that's our tribe when we get together. There's Paul in there as well. That was taken last um, Christmas. And we love our family. Thank you. And the next one. This is when our children were little. I think it was Zane's fourth or fifth birthday at Chunky Cheese. <laughs> was it? What was it? Chunky Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Chunky cheese, chunky cheese, whatever. <laughs> I think it was his third or fourth birthday. Notice the bandana, that whole 80s, that whole 80s vibe. Yeah, that's me. Um, and Alan had hair. <laughs> Side note, when I met Alan in Africa, seriously, Alan, I have to. I have to go there. Please, let me. When I met Alan... Him and his two brothers, we met at a, on a Friday night at a Presbyterian youth meeting. He walks in with these two cool-looking dudes, and at the end of the service, I hear them singing in the room where we were meeting, and all my friends are out having coffee and, and tea on the veranda, and I'm like, they sound like they're American. Hmm. So I go tell my friends, hey, there's these cute Americans singing. Do you want to come in there? No, never mind. We'll, we'll see them later. So I go back in. I'm just standing there. He sees me and just stops what he's doing and walks over to me. And he goes, hi, my name's Alan. <laughs> and I'm like weak at the knees and like, hi, you know. I was 18 years old. Yes, you're like, move on, move on, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, but here's the deal. He looked like Donny Osmond and Patrick Duffy from the show Dallas. <laughs> what is not to love, right? <laughs> we went on a cruise a few years ago, and uh, several people actually said, wow, you look just like Tony Soprano. <laughs> and Alan's like, what happened to Donny Osmond? <laughs> I'm like, he's trying to get me to move on. Hey, this is my time, bro. Let's go. He says, what happened to Johnny Osmond? I said, babe, you still got it. I love you. I love you. So now in the house, we have Tony Soprano. <laughs> he just doesn't kill people. 
<laughs> what? What? I don't know. Okay, can I just talk to y'all for a while? So during this time frame is when, from babies on up, is when we started impacting our children's lives, trying to lead by example. And there they are. That's all they knew, going to church, eating and sleeping. And there's Zane with his little plastic hammer standing on Summer Joy's strawberry shortcake little chair, laying hands on her and praying over her because that's what he saw his daddy doing at church. And that's what he saw his mommy doing. And so <laughs> we weren't going to share this part, but the thing he did say a lot that he got from Brother Shambach. How many of you were old enough to remember him? We took these kids to tent revivals, and what did you hear Brother Shambrock going? Devil! <laughs> I rebuke you, devil! <laughs> so that's actually what he's saying in that thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Summer Joy got a lot of devils cast out of her at, <laughs> at six years old. Lord, we're just, we're just praying, Lord, that your word will come through and that more than anything, Holy Spirit, that you will touch our hearts and fill us today, fill us with your words. So our, our impact began at that age. And as new parents, I wish we could say that we got it right all the time, but we didn't. I wish we could say that we didn't hurt our children with the words that we speak out of anger or frustration, because I wish there was a book, 101, this is how you do it as parents. But I want to say this. There were many times when we would feel bad in our heart and we would apologize to our children if we disciplined them in anger. And I wish I'd learned that as a brand new mom. Don't do that. I wish I had learned calm down, send them to their room. I learned it a few years later. And uh, give them a number of how many their spankings they're going to get. Because a lot of times, later on, when they were a little older, they'd be like, how many, Mom? How many? So based on the crime, <laughs> it was one to five. <laughs> but at least they knew what was coming. Go to your room till I calm down so I don't, you know. Um, and we're going to deal with you. And if it was really bad, wait till your dad gets home. How many of you heard that growing up? Yeah. So we learned that there's wisdom in how to discipline in love and in gentleness. But God is gracious to us because this is what we learned. And this is from Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and merciful to us as parents. And also we extend that to our children. Slow to anger and of great loving kindness. Everybody say, slow to anger. Slow to anger. Now say it with my accent. Slow, slow to, to anger. anger. <laughs> slow to anger and of great loving kindness. The Lord is good to all. And in those moments, after we learned these scriptures, we're like, man, God, I mean, we blew it so many times as parents. But God, you are so gracious and merciful to us. The Lord is good to all. His tender mercies are over all his works. All your works will give thanks to you, Lord. Your holy ones will extol you. And the works of the Lord are us. He created us to be in his image. 
And I wish that Summer and Zane could have walked away each time <laughs> with them saying, thank you so much for my spanking <laughs> and for scolding me. I wish they could have said, thank you, Jesus. I praise you for my well-deserved discipline. However, they did not say that, and neither did any of you and me included. But they turned out to be really cool adults. And I'm using them as an illustration today because that's all I got is my story. You all have a story. And yes, there were things along the way. And so in that picture where they're jumping on the bed, that's actually at a hotel we went to, Six Flags. We didn't have a lot of money, but we saved up. And we would do a two-day vacation here and there. And we let them jump on the bed because it wasn't at our house. <laughs> so as you can see, they turned out wonderfully. Let me just say this. So these two Yiddish mamas, they're new to the area, and they're in the park and they're for a meet and greet. And they're both pushing strollers, and the one meets the other, and they say, oh, hello, how are you? Oh, fine. What is your name, Rachel? Nice to meet you, Rachel. And what is your name, Leah? Oh, nice to meet you, Leah. And so who do we have here? Oh, well, let me introduce you to... My daughter, my daughter, the doctor. Oh, okay. How old is your daughter? Four years old. <laughs> oh, well, let me introduce you to my daughter. My daughter, the future president of the United States. <laughs> oh, how old is your daughter? Two years old. That's the end of the joke. That's all I got. <laughs> But here's the deal. The reason why Jew the Jewish people are so blessed is because at Shabbat, and not just on Shabbat on Friday nights, we were raised to bless our children. We were raised to declare who God says they are, who they're going to be in Jesus' name. And of course, we tell our children, you can be anything you want to be. The sky's the limit. And they were raised being told that as well. But at the end of the day, as parents and being called to be stewards over our children, and even our grandchildren, we are to pray and we're to ask the Lord, what area is this child supposed to go in? What bent in the bow when I shoot this arrow out into the world? Where is it supposed to land? Who are they called to be? And we're to pray and ask the Lord, who are they called to be? And you start speaking that. And I want to suggest to you that a lot of you may have received that kind of encouragement, and many of you may not have. Many of you may have received a lot of heartbreaking words spoken over you instead of the blessings of the Lord. And so that molded you, you into somebody who's, I'm just going to do the best I can. I'm not going to take those words that were spoken over me. And I want to minister to us today because the Bible speaks about our words and how they can be ensnared in our lives, and how we can be ensnared by the words of our mouth, yes. and how we can ensnare our children Amen. with the words yes. of our mouth. 
And there's no condemnation here because, like I said, there's no real 101 how to raise kids. We do it as we go. I mean, there were times we'd have to apologize to Zane and Summer, like I said. And so I'm not coming up here as an authority. I'm coming up here with my story. Back to my point about, let me introduce you to my doctor. Summer Joy, would you please stand? Please meet Dr. Summer Joy Okimoto. <laughs> Seriously, when, when she was like 12 years old, we'd be eating dinner and want to watch some TV at the same time. And she'd go, oh, let's put it on that channel. There's a knee operation going on. <laughs> and it's, they're slicing the knee open, and we're like, Whoa. <laughs> She goes, isn't that great eating? Oh my gosh, that is so great. Oh, I'm like, this kid's definitely called to the medical field. Case in point the trajectory that you desire for your children to go. They may not go in that direction, but at least have, at least have a kind of fix on where they should be. You get to know them. You get to know their ins and their outs, their comings and their goings. You listen to their heart. You listen to their heartbeat, and you let them share what is in their heart. And a lot of you may not have had that as moms. Some of you did, but we want to bring healing into that today. So Summer was a case in point, and then my son, let me introduce you, the Jewish mama said, to my son, the musician, the singer-songwriter, the businessman, and the one who has a heart to worship God with all of his heart and lead people into the throne room of the Lord. Is it okay if I ask you to stand? That's right. <laughs> Would you please stand, Zane? So when Zane was like nine months old, we're living in Houston, Texas at the time, and we're associate pastors at a church. He would make his way up to the, the drums at nine months old and crawl up on there, and start banging. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Other people are like, get that kid off those drums. But I'm like, no, look, he's making music. He's nine months old. Oh my gosh. You know, he can do no wrong. And by three, we knew this kid could sing. We knew he, he could keep rhythm. He had a little plastic guitar. And when his dad would lead worship at our church in Irving, when we had one, Zang would have his little plastic guitar. And he'd be playing that. So why am I using that as an illustration? Again, that's our story. It's what I've got. But at the end of the day, they follow us. They watch you. They look to see how you're living life. And sometimes it's great, and sometimes, uh, sometimes not so great. But God has been gracious to us. And even though... There were times when we didn't get it right. We were promised with this. Hebrews 12. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. I'll say the word trained. 
Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will, they will what? They will what? Now take heart, people, because some of your children are clearly not in that path. Some of you are still praying for your children. You've done what you can. You've poured into them as much as you can, and yet they've chosen another path. If they're still alive, the <laughs> story's not over. Let's clap that out. So Summer and Zane, you learned how to honor your mother and father, which is the first commandment with promise, that things may go well with you and you may live long on the earth. I would love to say I use that scripture as a spiritual thing at times, but I'm like, do you want things to go well with you? Do you want to live? Do you want to live long on the earth? <laughs> uh, like you said, I don't have a choice. Yes? Yeah, I'll go with that. And at the same time, in our teaching and disciplining of our children, the scripture very clearly says, fathers, not moms because we're perfect. No, really. <laughs> Mothers and fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. It takes time and it takes work. And a lot of times, especially in single-parent homes or you're really busy and you, you are challenged with time frames and let's just, just, just do this. Just, just, just get in the car, you little fill-in-the-blank. My son told me today not to cuss, so... I'm obeying my son. He's like, Mom, whatever you do, don't cuss. <laughs> For some reason, it's not okay to cuss in church, but at your house, and when you're getting in your car, and you've had it up to here with those beautiful, sweet creations, sometimes we forget that they're still God's creation, moldable and malleable and impressionable. And when we're calling them those things, even though as adults they may be over it, oh, that's just when I was a kid, and yeah, I really was that at that moment. But sometimes those words stick with us, and they paralyze you. They keep you from becoming all that God has called you to be, because that's a lot of time the thing that you hear more. It's easier to hear negative things about ourselves than positive. You know? We'll let those things come up and we try to rise up above that. And so at the same time, it says, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admission of the Lord. And let me tell you, there were times our kids would call us out. Even though it says, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord and your parents. Um, fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Mothers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Let's let that sink in a minute. So... 
in those moments, yes, we love Jesus with all of our heart. Yes, our heart is to pursue the heart of the Father. And at the same time, in our humanness, we're doing the best we can. We are doing the best we can. And sometimes in that moment of frenzy or time restraint or I just gave you a bath and you went outside and you're dirty in five minutes and we had to be there 10 minutes ago. Get inside, you. Get back in that bathtub. I don't want to get up. Get back in that bathtub. We're doing the best we can. And there's grace. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Can we just say thank you, Jesus, for that? But God's grace, our children turned out really well. And I want you to know that they would call us out when we were provoking them to wrath. They couldn't hardly say the word provoke. They would say, stop revoking me. <laughs> stop revoking me. I'm like, and then we'd have to stop and be like, so has our discipline at this moment been good and wise with full of wisdom and the God's in that? Or has it just been my flesh and I'm just irritated and now I'm hurting my children? And how many of you were raised, maybe, I don't even know if you want to raise your hand, but you can if you want, but you were raised in a family like that where your parents provoked you to wrath and you were not able to say, hey, stop provoking me. You're hurting my heart. You're hurting my heart. You're hurting my heart. My mom, when I was a little girl, when she got mad at me, she would say, come here, you little wretch. Come here, you little wretch. And I'd, I'd come and I'd be like, this is not going to be good. I never knew what wretch meant, but I knew based on the tone, it was not good. <laughs> but then when I got born again at 14 and 15 and 16, I started learning some of the songs. Amazing grace, how sweet. You got it. The sound who saved a wretch. Like me, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I When those words came into my heart, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was a wretch, but I've been set free. <laughs> and guess what? So have you. How about that? So in the midst of being raised and having painful childhoods, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. My mom was a great mom, very gracious, loving. My dad was, was a great guy, businessman. Both my parents were, were wonderful people. They were not Christians. They did the best they could. I was the first one to become a Christian in my home when I was 14. And they all came to know the Lord after that. Isn't that cool? That's cool. 
So in my metamorphic process, when I came to Jesus, I was just that little, what is this? That's right. You never, you're never going to forget that. I was just this little caterpillar trying to make my way, and then Jesus found me, and my journey really began. Your journey really began when you asked Jesus Christ to come into your life. You started connecting with the creator of your soul. You started allowing him to speak into your life. And then the time came when he put you in a cocoon and he covered you up and he hid you away. And he dealt with things in your life that nobody knows about but you. And he started making you free, setting you free from concepts that you were raised with that could hurt you and hurt you as an adult. So we saw that video of the super cool mom. Love that. It brought back emotions and memories to us for some things. But then there's this kind of mom. And I have heard recently some stories of moms that, because they were not nurtured or came into difficult circumstances, they were like this. With some ice in it. Ellen, hurry up! Mama, chop, chop. Ellen, come on. All right. But you were writing a letter. No, Mama. You're writing to tell them to take me away. You want them to take me away. Mama, I don't want them to take you away. Yes, you do. Owen loves his mama. 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 Hurry up, Mrs. Sula! Coming, Mama. Coming, Mama. You're too slow. I'm sorry, Mama. I'm sorry, Mama. Why didn't you get me the salted nuts? The salted ones are no good for you. The unsalted ones make me choke. Mama. You clumsy poop. What'd you do that for? Come on, move it, lard ass. Pick up every piece. friend. Owen doesn't have a friend. He's fat and he's stupid. Get out of my house. Where is Owen? Owen went bowling. I want Owen. He'll be back in a minute. I want my bath. I want my medicine. Let me hang it up for you. I can hang it my own. I know that, but I would like to hang it up for Get you. Get out of my way. Mrs. Lift. He tried to kill me. What? He's trying to kill me. Mrs. Lift. Don't. Hang it my own. Sure. He's trying to kill me. I asked for the salted nuts. He brought me the unsalted nuts. The unsalted nuts makes me choke. 
Why, why did we show that? <laughs> Worth from worms to wings. I would think that Owen, <laughs> who had no friends, who was fat and stupid, and a dumb, uh, I won't say it, Zane. If you were raised in a home with a mom like that, it's hard to honor Mother's Day right now. If you were raised hearing negative things like that instead of, you're amazing. You're still a little butt sometimes, but you're amazing. <laughs> and I love you. You're going to turn out OK. I've heard some stories in the last few months of moms who obviously weren't nurtured as themselves themselves, and did not know how to nurture or speak into their children's lives to where they could have wings to fly. And if you are here today and you had a mom like that, you should clap it out because you're a walking miracle. <laughs> so from caterpillar to wings, God's heart is for freedom today. I've heard stories of a young girl whose mom brought different men into the home. She was sexually abused by a couple of these men and actually even her own dad who left the home. Um, the mom never nurtured her. She never heard, I love you. She would cover up things. The young girl would try to share her heart and the mom would say, you're lying. That never happened. Well, that broke that girl's heart. I have another friend whose parents were drug addicts. And their choice of paying attention were to drugs rather than to their children. The children would come home to their little bitty house, and the parents would be in the bedroom shooting up or getting high. And they did see love between the parents, and they did feel love at times. And that particular girl sent herself to church when no one else would go. The Lord put his hand on this girl. <laughs> he said, you are mine. He said, I'm going to use your life to bless others. And out of your brokenness, I will pour life and strength through you. That girl was in my youth group when she was 16, 15, 16 years old. And she came broken. And today, she's not broken anymore. Another story I heard just recently, a mama, she has two children and, and a third one on the way, 
found out that she has an ailment that could, you know, really jack with her and could affect the child. And when she went to her mom, they were excited about having this child. She, the mom said, you better not have that child. That child's going to kill you. What kind of mom would say that? Right? What kind of mom would say that? Instead of, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We're going to have another grandbaby. But if that mom was raised without having nurturing and she had nothing to give, that's what she gave. Somehow, some way, we have to stop the insanity. We have to stop in our own lives and by encouraging and influencing others. We have to stop that generational curse of speaking death into our children, speaking death into circumstances rather than speaking life. If we are children of life and light, then those are the words that need to be coming out of our mouth. Yeah, we might have a bad day and we might have a bad year, but you can't stay there. You have to allow the Spirit of the Lord to raise you up from that place and become all that God has called you to be. From being a worm, caterpillar, to being a butterfly. My heart for you is for the Lord to minister to your hearts today. There's this poem that I wrote in 1997. It's called A Penny's Worth. And I actually wrote it for my dentist. Random, I know. <laughs> I found this penny on this, in the parking lot, and the Lord began to speak to me. And he goes, you know, some people don't even see their worth as a penny. They don't see any value in their life at all. And he goes, but I do. I created them to have worth. And I want you to write what I'm going to tell you, and I want you to give this to, the, to your dentist. I'm like, eh, he's going to be working on my mouth again. I don't know. <laughs> my son brought this to my attention a few days ago. He goes, Mom, these words were going through my mind, and um, I just think you might, you should share this poem. It's called A Penny's Worth. A penny is all I'm worth, perhaps not even that. It's the way I see myself. This is a true fact. Won't amount to anything, you worthless piece of other words running through my head before my face met the fist. That fist of angry words propelled against my frame, molding me into this person filled with sadness I became. Oh, on the outside, you would never know the pain and anguish I feel. This positive facade is a great mask keeping me from being real. I'm not worth the time of day, not even a kind listening ear, so I'll go on my sad way. No one really wants to hear. Shame is my second name. None must ever know of things that are behind me, smiling as onward I go. Wishing that I could give away the love shown to me through loved ones here to stay, waiting to receive the real me. But the real me died a long time ago, feeling worthless, striving began, trying to build up my ego as after man's approval I ran. Receiving adulation was sweet remedy, though never quite hitting the mark, 
where my smashed heart finds memory, I'm still just a penny within. But wait, what is this? Someone who really cares is taking time to listen as I open up and dare, expose the deepest, darkest side of me no one knows about, hoping at the end you'll still be my friend. A jewel you see in me? How can that be, I said I. A penny is all I'm worth. Or have I believed a lie? If that spoke to you, just nod your head. Again, our parents did the best they could with what they had. But there are times that as we carry on in life and in the stage of our process, just like the butterfly, we have to come out of that place of being the caterpillar and allowing the Lord to take us into that place of being a chrysalis and allowing him to deal with the deepest, darkest parts of us so that we can be set free, so that we can become all that God has called us to be. So I'm wearing this, and most of you know I use pashminas all the time. Uh, the older you get, trust me, you feel the cold. So this is an illustration. This is what God's heart is for you today, ladies and, and gentlemen, and we're going to be praying for you. God's heart is for you to come out of that space where you've carried those words or words that you've even spoken, and God wants to set you free so that you're not walking in, oh my gosh, I did that to my kid. God wants to set you free by repenting about that and then also receiving forgiveness and also asking the Lord to help you forgive those who spoke ill of you. He wants you to shred that. And I was given this today by my dear friend, Cindy. She didn't know what I'd be speaking on. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to use this in my message today because God's heart is for all of us to be restored and renewed. We're in a time of revival and renewal in our, in our nation. And part of us going forward is to be restored and renewed in our identity as the Lord sees us free to fly, free to be bold, free to allow the Spirit of the Lord to flow through you to minister to others. We have to be released so that we can go forward in this hour. Every now and again, Zane will send us a little clip of him worshiping at home. I'm going to use this point because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speaks. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they who love it will what? Eat its fruit. And we are ensnared by the words of our lips. And the way to break through of that is through worship. The way to declare who God is is through having a heart of worship. And it's not just on a Sunday morning. It's in your home. If you have children at home right now, if you want them to love God, their relationship has to start in, at home. 
Their relationship has to see you worshiping God. The Bible says make a joyful noise to the Lord. doesn't mean some of you will be like, well, I don't say any of that. You don't even want to hear me. But God does. He's like, make a joyful noise to me. Sing to me. Give glory to me. If singing is not your bag, put worship on. And, and sing at the top of your lungs real loud and nobody hears your voice but God. That works too. But at the end of the day, your children need to feel the presence of the Lord in your home. They need to see the atmosphere in your home change because you're worshiping God. It's not a performance. It's to an audience of one. And as Christians, our calling is to worship God, just like we did this morning with our beautiful worship team. And if that's not something you do in your home, I pray that you cultivate that even now. It's to where your children, grandchildren come to your home. They hear worship music. I walked up here to, I'm every woman. So I'm totally not religious. I mean, I can get down with the rest of them. But at the same time, God's heart is, worship me, magnify me, and allow me to pour through you. And as you do that, you're pouring into your children, and they are being raised in an atmosphere of blessing the Lord as opposed to hearing those things that could crush and hurt. So we're going to go into a time of ministry. And like I said, the Lord just led me to this little this clip of Zane leading worship in his own home. When I say leading, he's actually leading his family, but he's just in his quiet time and his little... Kids come in and out, and they, they sometimes worship with them. But many of us have not experienced the true love of God, especially if we were raised in a home where you weren't nurtured, where you were called bad names, where you were reduced to nothing but get this, get that. You weren't spoken love into your heart. And God wants to pour his love into you right now. And so, ladies, this is a declaration I want to make over you. And we can say it together, actually, because all of us have areas in our life that God wants to heal. Ladies, say with me, may God bless the woman. Say, yes, deep within me, the woman I'm trying to be, may he mend where my heart is broken and fill every empty space. May God erase the fears of my past to create in me a bright future. May he make me slow to anger and quick to forgive. Amen. I need to know true love. We'll use the gifting in his life. Deeper than love found on earth. And take me into the key chamber and call my love to mature. My heart and my flesh yearn for you, Lord, to love. 
curses of your life, generational curses of your life, oh, I love you for the simple more. reason of being free to fly I love you more in this stage of your life. Is there anybody who'd like to come up and pray? Just have to be ladies, it can be guys too. My heart it burns for you. On my heart, I'll wait. There's a lot of you, <laughs> otherwise, God wouldn't have told me to give this message. And you can come and stand for your children. That's what this mommy is doing right here. Come and stand for your children. I'll wait. You have to be open and transparent and acknowledge this is where I'm at so that God can take you forward. I'll wait. Come on, Jesus. Some of you were in foster care. Some of you were adopted into homes and thankful for that. You're here today because God loves you. And he wants to pour into each one of you. I'll wait this morning. Who is? It burns. It burns. 
have become my soul. This is a holy moment. In cause my love to be true. And I love you. Holy Spirit, I thank you for pouring your, your life and your love right now into each person here, even those sitting, but those who have taken the step. I'm asking for your manifest presence to be poured out right now in Jesus' name in each person's life. Flood these beautiful souls right now in Jesus' name. And if you're standing on behalf of your children, Let me feel Holy Spirit, your meet with them wherever they're at right now. Let me smell the fragrance of your touch. Let me see your lovely face. Oh, take me away. Take me away. With you. Even so, and I'll tell you I love you, Lord. Let's say that to him. And I love you more. I love you more than life. I love you more than life. Yes, I love you more. Oh, I love you more. I love you more than life. God, I lift up every person standing here, every beautiful woman, every beautiful man, every person who's experienced pain with moms and dads and the words that were spoken over you that every now and again they still ring in your ears. And that voice is larger than the voice of God at times. And God says, Straight out the voice. Only you, Jesus. Let that voice go in Jesus' name. My heart burns for you, says the Lord, and I want your heart to burn for me. I'm sorry for the things that you've experienced, and there are times when you wondered, where were you? Where were you, God? When I was going through that pain, where were you? And God says, I was there, but I gave your parents to you as good stewards. And I'm sorry if they weren't good stewards of you. I'm sorry if they hurt your hearts. But I am your eternal father. I adopted you into my family with Jesus. If you don't you never knew your dad you have an eternal father we all have the same dad what's up brothers and sisters father in the name of jesus i take authority over every single word curse spoken over these beautiful people and every person in this congregation i take authority over the wounds that have been in the hearts in jesus name and we speak to them and we command you to Leave these bodies in Jesus' name. Leave these minds in Jesus' name. We ask for your freedom to come, Lord God. We ask for your words to come into their hearts, Jesus. We ask, Lord God, that on this Mother's Day, they can indeed rejoice, number one, for being men and women. Number two, for either being able to have had children or even just laying before the Lord and saying, I wanted children and I couldn't have them. 
or please forgive me for um, aborting my baby, which I know I will see again. And so here's the deal, my friends. The way release comes is through prayers of forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving your parents, and forgiving those who have hurt you and spoken things into your life that they should never have said. There are things that should never have been said to you, and you've taken them and you've worn them like a cloak. And the Lord says, I love you. And make me into your image. If you were raised God, in a strong home, men, this is, this is specifically for men at this moment. But if you were raised with men, don't cry, boys, don't cry, suck it up. You know, you've got to be a guy, you've got to be a dude. And yet you're tender hearted. But that. I that can't hurt me. He told me I was ugly. Where you are. Yes, I or they just didn't even listen. I just speak to the crushing in Jesus' name. I'm asking Father for restoration to come. And I'm asking you that in this moment where we're in a chrysalis, where we're in that place where you're covering us in you you speak your truth to us and that as we branch out coming out of that place of brokenness that we hear the words you've spoken and we hold so I'm going to lead you in a prayer and then I want you to fill in the blank if it applies to you everybody up front and everybody in the congregation just go ahead and say because I know there's others that would have come up but you didn't so it's all good so dear Jesus, this is me with all my stuff. You know me better than I know myself. Today I learned that it's okay to have come as a pinhead egg and to have walked as a caterpillar. Oh, I love, I love to love you. Yes, but I learned I cannot stay there. I love you. And so today, and I, love, I, love I allow to you love to put me in a chrysalis yes, I love, I love to, love you. to where my total transformation can come from being a worm, a penny's worth, not worth much, to being worth a whole lot. In your sight, I ask you, Jesus, to help me forgive and release my mom and or dad who hurt my heart, who never set a good example for me, who left me to myself, who did not nurture me, who abandoned me, I forgive and release you today. And I lay you at the foot of the cross. Whether you are dead or alive. But today I need life. I need God's life. Flowing through me. So Lord Jesus. I repent. For having unforgiveness in my heart. 
to my mom and or dad or the dad I never knew. That's a hard one. all the words that were spoken of me that were never for me and I ask for release today that your transforming power will rise up in my heart to where I can fly and soar as the butterfly you've called me to be For you have called me to be the answer to many other people who are broken in our nation, in our culture. I am the one with the answer of your love, Jesus, to be released from me and to others. And my heart, oh my heart, just talk to the Lord now. Burns for you, Jesus. Mm, in my heart, oh it burns, it burns for you, Jesus. Oh. to his purpose for whom he foreknew in your mother's womb he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the first I declare that over us that God has engrafted us into his family bloodline and in the name of Jesus I take authority over family bloodlines that have been cursed Things that have been passed down from generation to generation that you never asked for or you may not even be aware of. Things that have debilitated families, brokenness that have debilitated families and raised broken families. Today is a new day in Jesus' name. We take authority over perversion. We take authority over drug addiction. We take authority over um, all the I mean, fill in the blank. You have been given authority to take dominion over things that have come against your life or your bloodline. And you stand in the gap today for your bloodline. So let's go ahead now. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to do something. And all of you are sitting there, you can also receive this word. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to show you if there's any generational curses that have been passed down to you, whether it's illness or emotional situations. Um, you had a crazy mama, or a mean dad, or um, 
people with self-pity or fear, spirit of fear. I'm going to ask you to fill those blanks in, but right now I'm going to pray over generational curses. Father, in the name of Jesus. Actually, say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every generational curse that has been visited to me from the third and fourth generation back. I break your power in the name and authority of Jesus Christ. I stand in the gap for my family and I thank you for cleansing my heart for the things that were poured into me that I never asked for. Now do business with the Lord. Lord, I take authority over whatever he's bringing to your mind. What will I do without your love? What will I do without your love? Where would I be without your love? And you declare those things with your mouth. Life and death are the power of the Lord. We are ensnared by the words of our lips. No longer do we want to declare the things that were spoken over you. The spirit of fear, afraid of everything. Jesus, where would I be? The Lord is conforming us into his image. Yes, our mothers blessed us, and we're so thankful we wouldn't be here if they hadn't. But now we're in that process. We're in a different stage of life now as mature adults, and we're growing in you. The butterfly. In my heart. so much for what you've done here today. We ask you, Lord, to apply it to every part of our life, from the surface of our life to the deepest recesses of our heart, Lord. Lord, may we walk in the victory you've given us. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon Be gracious to you. The Lord turn me.
stuff, which sort of 